You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you have not yet, we're getting so close to 10,000 subscribers. Do us a huge favor. Join the party. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. Let us know what is your reaction to what the Rams didn't do at the NFL trade deadline. What are your thoughts on the dresser win signing? Let us know. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me D-Mac. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at D-Mac underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade for SI, 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams four locked on, and as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, where is Tutu Atwell? What happened to him? Why has he disappeared from the Rams offense? Why the Rams did nothing at the trade deadline? And thoughts on the 49ers getting Chase Young. We're going to start with the Rams quarterback situation and who they brought in. Was it the right move? But first, this episode of Locked On Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, we are going to get into this one. we got a sign to talk about, but first things first, it was a pretty down weekend for the Rams. It gets blown out against Dallas, but there was something good that came out of it. The final score of 43-20, to 20, that's a score. Gami was the 1,709th unique final score in NFL history, so we'll have that, right, Travis? You'll always have a score agami. I had never heard that term until Sunday afternoon when they lost, and I started seeing it. I'm like, what in the world is a score agami? And I think you get to hang a banner for that. So right next to the uh, Super Bowl championship from a couple of years ago, there will be a score agami banner at SoFi Stadium. Oh, yeah, you got to follow the kind of score got me. Yeah, it's not like it was a lame, like, 20 to 17 loss, right? The most common score in NFL history. We got we got a 43 to right. 20 loss. So, hey, some. By the way, history. how is that a score of got me? 43 to 20 doesn't seem that weird to me. It, to me, either. I was a little shocked. I was a yeah. little shocked. I mean, I guess you 43 to. Yeah, you would think like that. It was uh, five to two. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Like it, 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 you would, you would expect out. that. You would, I mean, yeah. tons of points, you know, a little bit of a college blowout score. So, yeah, yeah but uh, we'll take it, man. I like, the, sure. I like your idea. Hang that score, Agami <laughs> banner. But, Travis, let's dive in it because yesterday the Rams, they addressed their quarterback situation, Isn't signing they? Dresser <laughs> win. Now, you remember Dresser win. He played in the final two drives of the preseason finale and didn't do much there. A lot of Rams were not happy about this. They didn't think that this was a big enough, bold enough move with guys like Colt McCoy and Carson Wentz out there. My take on this situation is that it tells me, like I said on yesterday's show, that they feel confident that Matthew Stafford is going to miss significant time. Sean McVay said yesterday that he does think there's a chance he could go against Green Bay, and even then, you got the bye week coming up. I don't think that Stafford's going to miss significant time. I have no issue with them bringing in Dresser Win as Brett Rippon's backup if Stafford has to miss Sunday's game against the Packers. 
No, I, I, I don't either. I think this is about what you are going to get. I think this is about what's available. And I think that this is good news. Like you said, that basically you have a three-week window to get that thumb healthy, and he's only going to miss one game potentially, right? They might not play this week against Green Bay. But think about it like this. He hurts his thumb on Sunday afternoon against the Cowboys. He has the entire week leading up to Green Bay. Then you have an entire week leading up to the bye. Then you have an entire week coming out of the bye before you go to Seattle. That's three weeks. You only miss one game potentially. So it is good news. I think it speaks to, you know, you see that Josh Dobbs goes to Minnesota, that they make a trade to go get him and replace Kirk Cousins after his Achilles. We see that a team like uh, the New York Giants, or excuse me, the New York Jets are still playing with Zach Wilson, despite the fact that literally two seconds into the season, they knew that they needed a quarterback. It's hard to find these guys. It's not like there are a million guys out there that are waiting to get good opportunities in the NFL. John Wolford may have been the one guy in the league that wasn't interested in being elevated, but uh, it's fine. Hopefully he doesn't have to play. Hopefully Brett Rippon does a decent enough job, keeps them in the game, wins the game, and the Matthew Stafford comes back quickly. Yeah, that's the number one thing. If Matthew Stafford comes back quickly or he plays, Sean McVay said the team is going day-to-day with Stafford's UCL thumb spray, but it would be surprising to see him start against the Packers on Sunday with the bye week. Now, I do think, though, if you look at where Stafford's at, I did rewatch the games, unfortunately, and that throw to Skoranek there, I mean, had zip on. As long as he can grip it, as long as he can make the throws and just get close to it, he's going to be better than any other option you do have. If you go back to his Detroit days, he did deal with a similar injury at one point. He's a tough guy. He's a warrior. I will say that you look at dresser win. Yeah. Is he someone that is probably a bottom of the barrel? Absolutely. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel here, but let's look at what this team is built for. They're not a team like the jets or the Vikings that are trying to do anything to win this season. They yeah. are staying the course with their plan in action. And if it gets to dresser win, yeah, they're probably not going to win. And there's no doubt about that. And I hope that when it comes to dressers, He's better than my Ikea dresser right here that just falls apart and was tough to put together. But still, it, this is the season for the Rams. It's time to face facts and look in the mirror. Hopefully you don't have that little tool that, you know, they can barely get in there to tighten up those uh, those nuts and bolts that thing drives me crazy. One. I hate that thing. Um, look, if dresser win has to play, it doesn't matter. They're dead anyway. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I don't mean to be as fatalistic as all that. But if, look, if Brett Rippon has to play for a long period of time, that's it. You know, it's just, this isn't super complicated. We can talk about how dresser win was with the team in the practice, in the, in the preseason and Brett Rippon has played in the NFL. And it's all true. And you know, they're going to go out there and they're going to compete and maybe you can get a little bit lucky and have a kind of a Baker Mayfield situation where he comes in and, you know, finds a way to win a couple of games down the stretch. But the difference is Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick. I know that it hasn't worked out where he's turned into Peyton Manning, but he was the number one overall pick for a reason. There's some there's some underlying ability and, and traits there and, and just leadership ability and charisma that comes along with that that Brett Rippon and Dresser Wynn don't have. Matt Stafford has it in buckets, right? But it, it, the question comes down to, if he can go, how effective will he be? Is 50% of Matthew Stafford better than 100% of Brett Rippon? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where that line is. I bet 80% is maybe 75% is, but that's up to Sean McVay to figure out how limited he is and, and how unlimited Taylor or should, uh, excuse me, Brett Rippon might be. But I, look, if Matthew Stafford doesn't play, it's over. 
I mean, it's it, it's over. It might be over with Matthew Stafford playing. I'll say it again. They're three and five with Matthew Stafford. So without him, what does it look like? The answer is not very good. Yeah, and the reality is, look, if you thought that this was a year where you were going to make a desperate move to try to bring in a quarterback because Stafford was going to miss a couple of weeks, I don't know which Rams team you're watching this year. I don't know what roster you're looking at this year. This team is devoid of the type of talent to make moves like that. Also, too, nobody wants to come in for two weeks, which could be the case, right? So if you're a player out there, do you really want to join that? I think as well, if you look at the fact they did get Wolford, when they didn't get Wolford, that was their number one option. Yeah. That tells you that they were going to go out there and get a Colt McCoy or Wentz when they went after Wolford, right? So after that fell through for them to go, okay, now we're going to change our mind and make a bigger swing there. It just didn't make any sense. If you just read the tea leaves and all this and their actions and all this, it told you that they weren't going to go big or do anything dramatic about it. And I think, look, dresser win. Yes. He didn't even get signed to the practice squad after the preseason, but Hey, it goes back to Stetson Bennett. They didn't know that Stetson Bennett was going to be on the NFR missed the entire season. They drafted him in the fourth round. That's looking like a miss at the moment. So that's another unforeseen circumstance. Yeah, no, the Bennett pick in it, you know, here we are going into week nine of the NFL season of his rookie years. It's a disaster. I mean, there, there's no other way to spin it. It was a terrible pick. It was an odd pick at the time that his guy, because go back to that first preseason game, you're not like, okay, that looked all right. And since then it's been nothing but bad. It, it just straight downhill from there to the point that we don't even talk about him anymore. Like you mentioned the non-football related uh, uh, list. He, he, Sean McVay said, he's probably not going to be back for the rest of the year here, here. Here's the rub though, DMAC. And I think this is where, I don't know if it's comforting, but at least, you know, I, for me, when things at least there was a plan in place from the beginning and the plan starts to be executed, I can live with it. Sean McVay and Les Snead knew that this team was going to go as Matthew Stafford did, and they decided not to put a viable backup quarterback on the roster. They knew that. This isn't a surprise. Them. Wait, wait, Brett Rippon isn't isn't the second coming of Dan Marino? Really? Oh, no. What are we going <laughs> to yeah. do? They They know that. They were comfortable with this. Matthew Stafford's coming off the season where he missed a bunch of games. They knew that him missing time was a realistic possibility. And yet this was the contingency plan they put in place. Don't listen to what is said. Watch what they do. And this is the roster that they put together. And this was in, maybe not inevitable, but at least certainly possible. And here we are. And you're playing with Brett Rippon and hoping that Dresser Wynn doesn't have to go into a game. Yeah, and I have zero issue with what they're doing here because if you look at Matthew Stafford, it's about if he can't get healthy now, you're not going to trade him because of the implication on the salary cap. You're not going to cut him or do anything ridiculous like that. So the only way you can have success in 2024 and 2025 is with the last couple years of Stafford's career. You want to keep him healthy, and if he can't be healthy and play this year, losing with a dresser winner, Brett Rippon's going to help him get a better draft pick, maybe a left tackle to help have success in a year where they can actually have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Cause that's what I'm about is go. Lombardi trophies, not playoff appearances, but right, so yeah. yeah, the next in our next segment, Travis, though, we're going to talk about <laughs> the trade deadline and the Rams didn't do much. The Fortniters did a lot, but I think that it could help the Rams in the long run. That's coming up next. You on locked on Rams. All right, D-Mac, our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Eiler to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a daily draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week Vinny's going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit 
fantasy pick of the week. Let's go to Cleveland for this one. Browns running back Kareem Hunt has come back to the team, and he's been leaned on again with Nick Chubb injured for the long term. So the Browns, they need to win with the running game and defense now with quarterback issues, and Hunt draws a fantastic matchup in week nine. A big opportunity to get points there. The Browns are at home against the Cardinals. Cardinals have that wilting defense, and it should be either a positive or even game script to make sure that they can stick with running Hunt. Hunt has a good chance to put together a big game leading that Cleveland running committee. Vinny Eiler from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride runs running smoothly all the time. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors, they've got it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you are burning rubber not cash so keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply and we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Think of being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to those every listeners out there. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can be an everyday listener to join the club. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to talk about the trade deadline, which was very uneventful for the Los Angeles. Rams, but very eventful for some other teams out there. You yeah. saw the Seahawks make a move for Williams. You saw the 49ers take the biggest swing of the day, essentially for Chase Young. And I want to start with that Chase Young deal. They get him for a 2024 third round pick. Chase Young, of course, he's been banged up. He's been injured throughout his career. You look at that defensive line for the 49ers. Those Buckeyes reunite with Bosa and Young. Their secondary has been really an issue to see a lot of quarterbacks kind of get the ball out quick. Niner fans kind of criticizing that D-line right now. But, yeah, they're going to be a beast up there in San Francisco after this move. Yeah, it's it just, uh, you know, I like it when a team takes a strength and adds to it, right? I think that you're right. I think that one of the weaknesses that the 49ers have, and they don't have many, let's be honest about it, is in maybe that secondary. So how do you cover for a secondary that might have a little bit of a soft spot here or there? You don't let them get to the secondary. You get to that quarterback even more so. And with the pass rush that they have, you mentioned those guys and adding young to it. All of a sudden, under the best case scenario, you're going to have a couple of seconds to make a decision, to make a read, to make a throw and not get planted into the ground like a tent spike. Good luck, right? And, and you're going to get a ton of single coverage. You can't double everybody. That's certainly not going to work. So I think it was an interesting move for the 49ers. They're obviously, you know, they're kind of where the Rams were a few years ago when all of a sudden it's like, look, we're close, but we can get a little better. We've got Aaron Donald, but we can get a little better. We got Leonard Floyd, but we can get a lot better. Let's go get Vaughn Miller. They added a Hall of Fame caliber player and he helped push them over the top. They win a Super Bowl. I think that's where the 49ers are. They added to an area of strength with more strength. I really like the move. 49ers are all in, and I can see why. Yeah, and look, I see a lot of Rams fans out there frustrated because Chase Young was on their list as far as players you want to get because that's a position of need. You definitely need help rushing the passer, give Aaron Donald some help. There's no doubt about that, but let's also remember this is a 3-5 team. This is a team that 
is not in a position to really make moves like this. And guess what? You can still get Chase Young in the offseason, potentially. You can still sign him as a free agent. Now, you know what I think is funny, Travis, is yeah, the fact they got him for that third-round pick had a lot to do with the fact that he's been unavailable due to injuries a lot. Isn't it funny how some of these guys on some of these bad teams – you go to a Super Bowl contender and they don't get injured as much. We saw that with Jalen Ramsey, CMC. I would not be shocked to see Chase Young just avoid injury and be productive for this 49ers team. Also, we'll say this. Look, they're going to do their damage in the offseason. You're going to see yeah. them go after a Daniil Hunter, potentially a Burns, maybe even a Chase Young. I can guarantee you that they're going to address the edge rusher position. They're going to get Aaron Donald some help this offseason. Didn't happen at the deadline. I'm okay with that. You don't want to overspend. I always say you want to buy that Halloween candy today, today. the day yeah. after Halloween, right? Yeah, no, look, did, had they gone and picked up a player like Young, this is putting rims on an 07 Accord. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Right? Like, you, you, it's like you look, you've seen that, and it's like, well, okay, fine, and whatever, but you really need to do that, and that's kind of where the, the Rams are an 07 Accord right now. They're going to buy a nicer car this offseason. They got the money to spend. They've been putting it away. It's been making a nice little return. All these things, they're, they're ready to go, but you don't go spend it now. This is a three and five team. This is a team that has multiple areas that need to be addressed. Not one. This isn't a, we're a Vaughn Miller away from going to the Super Bowl. This is a, if we added Chase Young, uh, okay, cool. I mean, now, now what you win six games instead of four. I mean, I, I, I and that, that's probably not even true. You probably still win four, right? It's just, it, I get it. It's hard. It's difficult. The, the payoff is way down the road. I like that. They were quiet. I think that this has been the plan. All the Rams have been nothing but quiet from really the beginning of this year. If you go back to the draft, if you go back to the camp, they're just very methodical and going about what they wanted and that they were quiet yesterday is no surprise at all. Yeah. And by the way, those rims are spinning on that accord though. Those rims are spinning. It's all that matters, right? It's best with the red light. But look, I mean, I think the only move that I was really focused on, we talked about it on yesterday's show was the potential of bringing in a Jalen Johnson of the Chicago bears. And they're not giving away the cornerbacks, the secondary, yeah. you're having to pay a premium for players yeah. like that. And there was talk that he was going to get traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. That move fell through. It never transpired or materialized. If the Rams have gotten him, I'd have been fine with that because you can extend him. You can find a way to keep him longer than this season. It was pretty clear that the Rams had indicated weeks leading up to this, that unless they got offers for some of their players, maybe a Joe Nopum, someone like that, that they were going to stay quiet. I have no issue with it. And how this also impacts the Rams is the best teams in their division got better teams that they still have on their schedule. They play the Seahawks on November 19th at home. So Leonard Williams, that Seahawks team has improved throughout the year. And then you got the 49ers week 18 last week of the season. We'll see if San Francisco has anything to play for. Shanahan has talked about playing his starters, even if they have things clinched, but you got to go up against Chase Young, Nick Bosa, that ferocious defensive line. And then there's the Cardinals who trade away Josh Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings. They're still ramping up Kyler Murray. We could see Clayton Toon. So their division has changed and they're going to be seeing better talent with the Seahawks and the 49ers. The Cardinals are going to be interesting to see if they do bring Kyler Murray back and Josh Dobbs, who had done a really nice job for them this season, is now Minnesota. And we talked about how the back half of the schedule is favorable for the Rams, but it just got a little tougher. Now, as far as 
this 49ers team. They're all in. Let's see if they can actually win the Super Bowl like the Rams did, right? Well, and that that's the rub too, right? That the Rams put all their chips in and it hit. They won the pot. They got the whole thing done. And I get it. Adding a player like Young is a big deal. The Seattle Seahawks, good like you mentioned at the top of this, going in and getting a player like Williams is interesting as well. But both of those teams may have a fatal flaw, and it's a quarterback. Not that those guys are bad quarterbacks, but are they good enough? Can We've seen what it looks like when Brock Purdy has to have more on his plate. Doesn't look like it does when McCaffrey and Debo and Trent Williams and everybody else is healthy and ready to go. Now, they'll get those guys back. Geno Smith, you want to think you can win four playoff games with him? Okay, good luck with that. Matthew Stafford was the kind of the spine of that team that allowed them to go do these other things around the edges. I don't know if those other teams have the spines. Exactly. Do they have the spines? Do they have basically everything you need? Because Brock Purdy right now look a little like a pumpkin at the moment. So we'll see. Because I know 49ers fans, I will say too, I had my my Rams friends in the text saying, man, I was happy to see the 49ers fans sad after those three losses. Now they're happy again. They didn't even win a game and this and that. Let's see if they can win that Super Bowl. Because last right. time they won a Super Bowl, ER in Seinfeld and Friends, those were the number <laughs> one shows in the country. Dumb and Dumber was the number one movie. Good movie in theaters, a legendary movie right there. So it's been a while. Let's see if they can get it done like the Rams did, right? So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Classic, man. Got to look yeah. In the, wait a minute, next year for Holly, we'll do the... the, the Lord, I'll, I'll Harry and Lloyd. Yeah, we'll do the orange and blue. I'll definitely give it that. But uh, yeah. coming up in our next segment, though, we're talking about 2-2 Atwell. 2-2 has disappeared since the return of Cooper Cup. What is going on with 2-2 this season? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, so tonight there is a hockey game here in town, my favorite hockey team, the Anaheim Ducks, and I have not bought any tickets yet. I have not had a chance to go find my tickets, and sometimes that can create a little bit of an anxiety problem, right? You're like, oh, my gosh, I want to go, but I don't have tickets. Game time, the Game Time app. That way you don't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is fast and easy. It's the best way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And the situation I'm in, killer last-minute deals, all-in prices. I'm going to get to see where I sit and got the best price guarantee. So game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Plus, it's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. All-in prices show your total up front, so you're like, oh, that's pretty good. That's actually the price that you get. You know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Here's how you do it. You download the GameTime app, you create an account, and you use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. That promo code is LOCKEDONNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, LOCKEDONNFL. Here's the order. GameTime app, create an account, Use the code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the app, game time app, create the account, locked on NFL for 20 bucks off. Go do it. See you at the game. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Think of being a Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Now, Travis, here in our final segment, we're going to pick up a little conversation on Tutu Atwell that we talked about early in the year because it was refreshing, right? He was one of the breakout players. You saw tough contested catches. He was a big part of the offense. Had 119 yards in week one, 77 in week two, 50, and a touchdown in week three. He had five catches in week four, only totaling 24 yards, but he was a major part of the offense. You see the trend this year in the NFL having that receiver in motion. He was a big part of that, but since he's disappeared, since the return of Cooper Cup. He hasn't caught more than two passes in any of the last four games. Has total just 91 yards receiving. And it feels like he's just not a part of this offense right now, even though he has the potential to be. Yeah, it's funny. When you were setting it up, D-Mac, and you're like, you know, go back to the beginning of the year. I thought you were going to go back to the beginning of camp when I was like a 2-2 truther. I'm like, yeah, can can we just wait? Because I've been hearing about the breakout of 2-2 Atwell for three seasons now, and it hasn't happened. Now, turns out the beginning of the season, he was really good. Like you said, he made an impact on games. He was kind of a, uh, for lack of a better word, more of a typical NFL wide receiver and not just a super speed guy that can stretch the field and everything else, but he really has disappeared and the Rams need help that look, I, I hate to even put this out there, but it's true. Cooper Cup has not looked like Cooper Cup the last two games. First two games with Puka, it was like, oh my gosh, we're going to get to do this for, you know, 10, 12 games a season. This is amazing. To, okay, it's one bad game. To now two games in a row where both of them have been relatively quiet and, and haven't gotten into the end zone. So I would think that gives opportunities to others, right? That if, 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 if guys like uh, Puka and guys like Cup are not able to get open or not able to do what you need to do, Where's Tyler Higby? Where's Tutu Atwell? Where are the opportunities for these guys? And it just simply hasn't happened. And I think there's a lot of things going on at once. One of them is, is that Sean McVay, as good of a coach as he is, I do think he gets a little stubborn at times and wanting to do it the way that he wants to do it, which means cup, which means puka, which means going to those guys over and over again, even if necessarily it might not be the number one option. I think that you got to find a way to get out well involved. And I'll put these two guys together. I think Tyler Higby has to be more involved. He has not had a good season. He got that contract extension. Let's go earn it. Let's go be a big part of it because once or twice a year, it always seems to have a big Higby day. Well, we're halfway through the season and we still haven't seen a big, a big Higby day. Now would be a very good time for one. Yeah, no, he needs to show up. I was thinking the other day, hey, if we're going to go more youth movement, give me more Davis Allen, see what we have in him. Give me the catch race in those strong hands. Now, I will say when it comes to Tutu Atwell, in the past, maybe you would say, oh, it's his fault. He's banged up. He's too skinny. He's not staying on the field. He's shown strong hands. He's shown the ability to get involved in the blocking game downfield. I think for me, it's a couple of factors. One, Stafford's been injured, has been stepping to throws. The offensive line, too, hasn't been able to step up a given time to throw but if you look at he's averaging 14.3 yards per catch that shows you that deeper play ability you see him on those deep digs those out routes but we're not seeing him on those vertical shots and that's where he really is a true asset i mean look at the touchdown he caught the other game he had to steal that from cooper cup that wasn't even intended for him and if you look at in the nfl according to true media atwell has the highest inaccurate target rate of any wide receiver in the nfl at 23.4 percent just one of three receivers with over 20 percent so that tells you that 
It hasn't been getting the best throws headed his direction, and they need to find a way to get him to be a part of this offense once again. Yeah, they, they do. If I had to try to figure out why that number is as high as it is, I, I my first instinct is to think that he's the third option just about every single time. So by the time Stafford's getting, there's pressure, there's other things going on, and it's not the, his primary target, so that ball's coming out more out of duress than out of opportunity. Uh, maybe, maybe that has something to do with it, but look, the Rams need to find offense. The Rams need to find an offensive line that is cohesive. The Rams need to keep the quarterback healthy. The Rams need to continue to run the ball. They need to throw it to 2-2. They need to get Tyler Higby involved. They need to get better corner play. They need to get more pressure on the quarterback. There's not a one thing that they need to get done and everything snaps back together. This is a team that was going to have to fight and claw for every win that they're going to get, and it's just getting more and more difficult the deeper you get into the season. Exactly. And look, we're not asking him to be a number one receiver right. out there. Jamar Chase or C. Lamb. We're not asking him to be a Mary Swanson out there, right? Someone like that. doesn't have to be that way. I just want to see him contribute and do what he's been doing. Get him, find him on some screen passes. Just kind of get him in the rhythm of the offense because he's a dynamic player that can truly help this team. I am so happy that you had Mary Swanson a part of this podcast today. I don't know if she's been in a movie since then, but my oh my, what a wonderful role for her back in the day. Great, great movie. Yeah, you mean one in one in a hundred chances? No, one in a million. So you're saying this is a chance? Oh, yeah, a chance. <laughs> no, I mean classic, classic. But that's gonna do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at dmac underscore la. And as always, you can follow the People's Champ, Mister Travis Rogers at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams' house?